At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Hit us all up on the network at VSIN Live. Uh, the Mariners beating the Yankees in extra innings cost us our perfect week. We really wanted to be undefeated the entire week. But no, we'll take a 7-1 uh, record uh, from Monday into Tuesday and we'll try and get... Uh, another solid day here on Wednesday. That's just one of the exciting games that we saw here on a Tuesday night. The Mariners winning in 13 innings, one nothing over the Yankees as both Luis Castillo and uh, Garrett Cole traded zeros. Cole went seven innings, allowed just four hits. He did not walk a batter, and he struck out eight while Castillo, pitching uh, for the third time against the Yankees in just a short span here, he pitched once in his, one of his final starts for the Reds against the Yankees, and now back-to-back starts for the Mariners against the Yankees. He went eight shutout innings, allowed just three hits. He struck out seven and walked two. And it's amazing. You know, usually with uh, familiarity, you are able to uh, hit a pitcher. Like, seeing him for the third time in a short span, you should be able to hit this guy. But now looking at Castillo, I mentioned the stats here this game. Last time he faced the Yankees, six and two-thirds, five hits. He allows three runs, one homer. He strikes out eight. Back in July against the Yankees, seven innings of one-run ball, just two hits allowed, and he strikes out eight. So Luis Castillo has done a masterful job against the Yankees in three starts here in the last month. So the Mariners get a big win, uh, helps them in the wild card standings. The Mariners are now the second wild card. They have jumped over the Tampa Bay Rays, so they have a half-game lead on Tampa and a full-game lead on the Baltimore Orioles. They are one game behind the Blue Jays currently for the first wild card in the American League. Speaking of those Blue Jays and the Orioles, the Orioles beat the Blue Jays for the second consecutive day. We talked about this game with our very own Jason Weingarten on Monday night, and he said he was going to take the Orioles again. Now, I personally was, you know, didn't feel confident in it just because Alec Manoa was on the hill for the Blue Jays. Manoa goes five innings, 
He allows eight hits and three runs while striking out five. Kyle Bradish, meanwhile, he goes five and a third. He also gives up three runs on five hits. He struck out four, and this game was a a five-three Blue Jays lead going into the seventh inning. There was a rain delay. After the rain delay, the Orioles, they were better. One run in the seventh, two in the bottom of the eighth. They win the game six to five. They have taken two straight from the Blue Jays. Uh, The Braves in extra innings beat the Red Sox 9-7. They tried so many times to give this game away. The Braves had a 1-0 lead in the first inning, gave that away in the second inning. They had a 4-2 lead in the third inning, gave it away in the third and the fourth. They had a lead in the eighth, gave it away. They had a lead in the tenth, they gave it away. And then finally, they scored two in the top of the 11th and were able to shut down the Red Sox to get the win. Uh, The Mets just continue to roll. And uh, it was Carlos Carrasco who, as I mentioned, was really solid and has become a really big, uh, a big part of this Mets rotation. He improves to 13 and four on the season. Meanwhile, Mike Miner is approaching Yoan Adon territory. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, Mike Miner got the start here, and it's not like he was terrible. He gave up, I mean, he just did what he's been doing all season. He gives up four runs in five and a third innings. Uh, meanwhile, Carrasco pitched uh, six shutout innings before giving up a home run in the seventh. But Mike Miner has now made, I believe it is 12 starts for the Reds this year. And in these 12 starts, the Reds are 1-11. and 11. They have won one game that he has started, and that was back on June 13th, a 5-4 win against Arizona. And in that game, Miner gave up four runs on eight hits in six and a third. It's become an auto fade. If Mike Miner is pitching for the Reds, you're betting against him. I don't care what the juice is or whatever it is. Find a way, play the run line, do something. But uh, they are 1-11 and in 12 Mike Miner starts this year. He is personally 1-9 with a 6.24 E-R-A. The Phillies continue to roll. They have now won six straight games, 10 of their last 11, as they beat the Marlins 4-1. to one. Zach Wheeler was just tremendous. The only run he gave up was on a solo home run and uh, an outside shot at the National League Cy Young Award. I don't think he'll win it. I don't even think he'll come close to Sandy Alcantara, but stranger things have happened. If Alcantara just struggles down the stretch and Wheeler continues this run that he's on, especially at home, man, he has been dominant at home. Then you could possibly look at Wheeler, like looking at the Phillies schedule right now and the way that the rotation lines up for them. The next time we will see Zach Wheeler pitch is going to be in New York against the Mets. What a matchup that'll be. Wheeler against Chris Bassett. After that, One, two, three, four. So let's see. We'll go one, two, three, four. He'll pitch at home against the Mets on the 20th of August. Then let's see. One, two, three, four. He'll pitch at home again against Cincinnati. Home again against Pittsburgh. Then probably at San Francisco. 
home again against Washington, then maybe at Atlanta, home to Atlanta, and then at Washington probably. So he's got more home starts than road starts here for the rest of the season, which again could bode well for a little bit of a longer shot on the National League Cy Young Award for Zach Wheeler of the Phillies. Royals and White Sox played a double header today in Kansas City. The Royals winning game one, four to two. White Sox getting uh, revenge, winning three, two in game number two. The White Sox also found out they will be without shortstop Tim Anderson for an extended period of time. The uh, Angels were able to pick up a win behind Shohei Otani, five to one, the score there as uh, Otani got a home run, his uh, team-leading 25th home run, and he joined Babe Ruth as the only players in Major League history to have at least 10 home runs and 10 wins as a pitcher in a season. So go figure. Otani picks up his 10th win of the season as he goes six innings of shutout baseball and he uh, homers as well for the 25th time this year. Still not good enough, though, to win the American League uh, MVP award. That goes to Aaron Judge, who just leads in pretty much every statistical category. Uh, other games of note. Let's see. You had the Padres finally getting a win, snapping out of their slump, uh, despite the fact that Josh Hader blew a save by allowing uh, three runs to score in the ninth inning. Yeah. The Padres went into the ninth inning with a 4-1 lead and sent Josh Hader to the hill. You would think game over. This is why you traded for this guy. Well, Josh Hader proceeds to allow uh, three walks, one big hit, and three runs to score as the Giants tie the game in the top of the ninth inning, but in the bottom of the ninth inning against um, Tyler Rogers, who not is not the it's the brother, it's not the Rogers that they traded away. Uh, Tyler Rogers gives up a three-run home run to Manny Machado as the Padres win seven to four. They had gone twenty-six or so innings without scoring a run. They broke out of that slump. They scored some runs. And then Machado got the win there in the bottom of the ninth inning. And then the Dodgers handled their business against the Twins with a 10-3 win. Julio Urias, 12-6 now on this season. Uh, Rockies just blew out the Cardinals 16-5 as they scored nine runs in the third inning. Just an absolute brutal start from Miles Michaelis, who gets tagged for 10 runs on 14 hits in two and two-thirds innings. You want to talk about blowing up your ERA? That'll happen in just one start. So uh, a lot of these games might have some repercussions going into uh, Wednesday's slate as we do have some day games to wrap up some series before teams are either off or uh, heading to start new weekend series on Thursday. We're going to get into plenty of that coming up a little bit later on this hour when we preview the entire Major League Baseball board for Wednesday, August 10th.
But coming up next, we will be joined by Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, in the midst of a 24-hour fantasy football draft marathon, as Ryan is doing, I believe it is, 24 separate drafts over a 24-hour period. We will see who he has snagged with some of his selections and talk about a great cause that those guys are uh, doing this for. So Ryan Kramer from the Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, will join me coming up next. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Joining us now from the sports gambling podcasts in the sports gambling podcast network. Ryan Kramer, who is in the middle of a 24-hour fantasy football draft marathon. Ryan, tell us about what you're doing here with Draft Day 2.0. Oh, man. Well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me, Scott. Uh, we are we are simulcast. I don't think they can hear you, but they can hear me. Uh, we are still live. We're currently in between Draft 11 and Draft 12. Uh, that's right. We've already got 11 drafts in the book. We're basically, uh, you know, it did a little crazy idea last year. Hey, what if I drafted uh, fantasy teams for 24 hours straight? No one has ever done that before. Oh crap! Let's uh, let's do it again. So we're running it back, being the first human to ever draft for 24 hours straight, and then run it back, do it again. And this year we're making it special. We're drafting for a member of our community, the DGENS only community. Was in a bit of an accident, a uh, ton of medical expenses. Guy named Daryl. Uh, and so we just figured, hey, why not make this a true draftathon and 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 raise a little bit money for a good cause, going straight to someone who needs it. And uh, we're we're almost halfway to our goal of raising ten thousand dollars. So again, halfway through the twenty four hour stream, halfway to our goal of raising ten thousand dollars. And uh, you know, if you're interested in helping out, interested in checking out what we're doing, watching, uh, just head over to sg.pn slash draft day, all the information's there. And uh, yeah, we're, we're live on YouTube right now. So you can, uh, if you're, if you want to check out the rest of the, the, the festivities, we're, we're going. I absolutely love it. And uh, great stuff for a good cause. 
really proud of you guys, what you're doing over there. And look, 24 hours of fantasy drafts. So is this 24 separate drafts that you're doing each hour? Yeah, so we're we're uh, and shout out to Underdog Fantasy for helping us out, throwing in some uh, some prizes as well. But we're over on Underdog. We're uh, doing twenty four different entries in their Best Ball Mania three. They're big, uh, two two million uh, or mo- really, there's multiple million dollar prizes being uh-huh. given out. So these are these are your GPP, your lottery ticket, your long shot parlay uh, type entries. But you know, you need the more bullets you have, the better chance you have to win. So. Uh, trying to have a full day of just loading up these entries. And and while we're at it, we're trying to affect the ADP, the average draft position of Cowboys in a negative fashion. <laughs> I wouldn't believe that Scott Zeke Elliott fell all the way to the fifth round in the last draft. So uh, we're, we're doing, we're doing the Lord's work over here. Well, Your strategy. I need to know, are you, are you trying to, are you going for variance? Are you trying to now get as many different uh, iterations of a lineup as you possibly can for this, or are you still going for best available at the slot that you're drafting at? It's definitely there's, there's game theory here, right? Cause not, this is a, these best ball tournaments are essentially, you know, you have to kind of win out of the regular season, just like regular fantasy and you get the, the most optimal lineup. But it, it, once you get into the playoffs to get to the $2 million, you're basically playing DFS week to week. So you're looking to correlate your receivers to your quarterbacks. You're looking to even maybe have a correlation back. If you, there's a juicy, you know, week 17 matchup like Bengals bills, uh, we, we were joking earlier that not a lot of people are going to be in it, but Cardinals Falcons, that could be a sneaky high scoring week 17 game. So there, there's definitely game theory. I think the only way you can really lose is by misconstructing your lineup, having too many quarterbacks, having too many running backs, things like that. But really, you nailed it. It's about diversifying. I'm going to have probably close to 75, 100 lineups in this tournament. So I want to make sure that I have a portfolio of players and that you know I'm not too overweight on anyone. Like I'm a big Giants guy. So uh, having 30% Dan Jones is probably not a place <laughs> I want to be, but that's the kind of stuff I can work out. But maybe I, I take a couple hours off drafting him and I bring those numbers down. So who do you have right now uh, that you are the most invested in maybe in the earlier rounds of your draft? Uh, well, so it, it's great. And shout out to underdog because they show you the exposure. And I, I would say the number one guy that I am locked and loaded on uh, you can get him in the second round. You can get him in the third round. T Higgins for your Bengals. I, I just, I love the case where he's going to be a great player with Jamar chase and boy, if Jamar chase goes down, he can absolutely go nuclear. I think he's one of the few receivers that could take a pretty easy step into the top echelon. So he's someone I've drafted almost every draft tonight. I think wow. I've drafted him a nine out of 11 drafts so far. And another guy, a rookie that we've talked about on this show in terms of betting odds around the draft, but Drake London, he's walking into a massive opportunity. And even though that that offense might not be a well-oiled machine, when you're getting 30% of the targets anywhere, it makes you viable in fantasy. Mm. So another guy, make it, another guy I'm having a hard time missing. Okay. Uh, I don't hate that uh, with the Drake London or the T Higgins. How about, you know, I just got, I talked to Doug Kazarian of ESPN earlier, and he had an interesting bet uh, on the um, Las Vegas Raiders to lead the league in scoring. And now I actually don't hate that because I think they're going to be playing in a lot of overs this year. Have you attempted to ha- uh, put together a Derek Carr, Devontae Adams stack at all? 
So yeah, Devontae Adams is, uh, I love him. I'm very much some, I'm much higher on him than the public. I would take him as high as my top receiver. Mm. It's crazy as that sounds. I love the situation he's walking into. Now, that being said, being able to get him towards the back end of the first round and then maybe in round four, grabbing Darren Waller and then maybe a couple rounds after that, taking Hunter Renfro and then Derek Carr. Now, <laughs> what I've done is I've cornered the market on rate. And, and it's funny you bring this up because I just pulled off a draft, maybe in the 10 o'clock hour where I loaded up on those Raiders. And and not only that, uh, what's really fun, again, it's like a DFS contest. So if I pull up my schedule grid and I look at who the Raiders have that, well, last week, it's the San Francisco 49ers at home. So what did I do? I brought it back with Davis Price, the running back prospect in the out there in San Francisco. So yeah, very high on the Raiders. Love the highest score bet. Love them to win the division, even at plus 650, plus 700, because I don't think they're that far off the rest of those teams. So you mentioned uh, Drake London. What other rookies or long shot players did you take as uh, a sleeper, I guess, if you will, in fantasy? I'll give you the chart. The, the one that people are talking about is Traylon Burks, and they're talking about in a negative way, right? Just like we talked about Justin Jefferson being a backup in Minnesota a couple of years ago, just like we talked about Jamar Chase having the drops last year. Traylon Burks does not have a lot of competition for targets. There's a lot of guys who aren't studs on that roster. Robert Woods is one guy who's going to be out there, but I don't know who else is. So Traylon Burks, again, walking into a massive, massive target share. And I think all of this negative buzz about him not being able to make it through OTAs, him having problems in, in training camp, right? There's nothing else to talk about. So let's wait till the preseason game starts. Let's see, wait till the season starts. And then we can all realize we were probably wrong about that. And he's going two to three rounds uh, too late. I think, a guy who's going way down the board, who's just a fun, a fun late, uh, late stab. And again, it's it's it, when you look at this Bills team, we've seen Isaiah McKenzie rise up from nothing. And I think when you look at Shakir out of Boise State, he's turning heads in camp. I certainly like him as a guy in these these long shot uh, tournament style best ball pools. Taking him late, making my lineups with Josh Allen and Steph Diggs a little bit different on the back end. Mm, interesting, Khalil Shakir, yeah. Wide receiver, uh, certainly from Boise State, would be interesting for Josh Allen and that Buffalo Bills team. Uh, where who who has been going? Is it consensus? Is it Christian McCaffrey that's been going at the top of drafts? Is it Jonathan Taylor? Who's been the guy that's consensus going top one, top two? I would say if you asked me that question a month ago, it was very clear. Jonathan Taylor. I think today uh, it's probably about been a coin flip. Uh, strangely, Derrick Henry went in the top spot in one of our drafts, mm, okay. but in the other ten, it's basically been five Taylor, five McCaffrey. Mm. I think you can certainly sell yourself on both guys. Both have tremendous ceilings. Uh, Taylor a little younger, but McCaffrey. I think what's happened is Taylor was the clear guy, and now that people are getting into the best ball streets, starting to actually draft for money. People are realizing that when put to the test, they would rather take McCaffrey because they still remember, hey, when that guy's healthy, he puts up 25 points a game, and that's just that. So uh, I, for me, I think it's probably slightly McCaffrey right now, but yeah, I'd be lying to you if it, the injury stuff scares me. But still, at the top, you got to take the ceiling. And Josh Allen, first quarterback off the board? He has been the consensus first quarterback. Going typically in the third round, uh, you're seeing Lamar and Herbert in the fourth, and you're seeing Kyler and Hurts and Mah or, I'm sorry, Mahomes and Herbert and Jackson in the fourth, and you're seeing uh, Kyler and and uh, Jalen Hurts in the fifth, six. Boy, let me put together a Chargers stack. You know, give yeah. me some, give me some late action on Justin Herbert in that fifth, sixth round. I'm happy with that. 
you know, last year, uh, you know, last year it was um, Austin Eckler winning me fantasy football. So uh, very happy with with the Chargers stack. Nice. That would be the way to go. Ryan, best of luck. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, great stuff there. We'll be checking you out on the live stream and as well as on Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Thanks so much, dude. Appreciate it, man. There he is, Ryan Kramer. Great job, Sports Gambling Podcast. And he is in the middle of the 24-hour fantasy football draft marathon as uh, they look to uh, raise some money for a really great cause there. So definitely check him out. He's on Twitter at KramerCentric. That's K-R-A-M-E-R centric. So you can follow along with what those guys are doing there for the next uh, probably 10 hours or so until they complete this marathon. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. This is the look ahead here on VEASAN. Look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. You can hit us all up on the network at VSIN live. Uh, wanted to re- get back to the conversation I had a little bit earlier in the program. Didn't talk a lot about it, but th- this whole Brooklyn Nets saga. I feel like it's not getting enough attention. And I know football season is right here and everything's going on, but this thing is wild, right? So in case you didn't hear what was going on, um, Kevin Durant, he wants to be traded, okay? And he thinks that, well, he doesn't think. He says that the team's got to choose between him and his head coach, Steve Nash, and his general manager, Sean Marks. Durant asked for a trade back in June. He still wants the trade, even after you know Kyrie opted in, and then, he, then his trade request. There's a lot of stuff going on here with the, the, the Nets and with Durant. So Joseph Tsai is the owner of the Nets, Joe Tsai, and he said, quote, in a tweet, our front office and coaching staff have my support. We will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. This isn't the first time that Durant has got a coach fired. Um, Kenny Atkinson was the head coach of the Nets, and he didn't like him. Kyrie Irving didn't like him. They got Kenny Atkinson fired. And back then, 
there were comments made on a on Kevin Durant's podcast, right, about the coaching of the Brooklyn Nets. I want to get this exact quote here, all right, because it's really interesting what uh, what the, the quote was. It was basically um, Kyrie Irving saying something like, or Kevin Durant saying that, I don't know, anybody could, could coach this team and uh, we don't really, you know, Durant could be the head coach or uh, Jacques Vaughn could be the head coach. And yeah, that's what happened. You know, Jacques Vaughn became the head coach after they got rid of Kenny Atkinson. And the idea that they don't respect maybe Kevin Nash, or excuse me, Steve Nash, as the coach is not something that's new. Durant wants out. The owner says... Not happening. This is the report that happened the other day. Durant informed Joe Sy, this is according to Sham Sharania, that he does not have faith in the Nets' direction. And the message was clear. You either keep me or you keep the GM and the coach. And Joe Sy says he has faith in his front office. Now, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, it's a lot easier to get rid of Steve Nash and get rid of Sean Marks than it is to get rid of Kevin Durant because it's just hard to find a trade partner for Kevin Durant. And I know people are saying, oh, well, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans can become the, the the trade partner because they got people that certainly can um, they can send back to Brooklyn in the trade. Now I don't know if the Pelicans would make this move, and I don't know who the Pelicans would send back. I mean, think about it. Who who could they send? Brandon Ingram? Are they trading Zion? Are they trading C.J. McCollum? Probably not. So it's it does a package of Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones and I don't know, you know, Larry Nance. Does, does that get the job done? No, I don't think so. It's very difficult to trade a Kevin Durant, which is why, you know, you think that it's not going to happen, why it's a favorite to not happen. And so, if Durant is still on this team, which, again, it's the easiest thing for them to do, can you invest in the Brooklyn Nets? Can you spend your money to bet on this team to win a title or to, you know, win the Eastern Conference. Right now, up on DraftKings, the Brooklyn Nets to win the NBA title are 14-1. to 
To win the Eastern Conference, they're plus 650. The question I was asked today, and if you think about it, like just forget about the the drama and the nonsense and all the -the off-the-court stuff. If these players are playing for the Nets, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, we know that they're going to be in the playoffs because everyone makes the playoffs. You got to be really bad to not make the play-in tournament. When you look at the NBA and you look at the standings, you got to be really bad. There's five teams that don't make the play-in tournament. I mean, you got to be... you. The Brooklyn Nets are not going to be there. The Brooklyn Nets were 44-38 and 38 this year with Kyrie not playing home games and Durant missing an extended period of time with an injury and no Joe Harris and whatnot. And then having James Harden, then trading James Harden, then they were bad this year. And they were still 44-38 and 38 and were in the play-in tournament as the seventh seed. So they're making the playoffs, or at least the play-in tournament. And if as long as I have Durant and Kyrie and, and Ben Simmons, aren't the odds for this team to win a lot shorter than what they are now? Th- think about it. This team was like the favorite to win the NBA title last year going into the playoffs. They're 14 to 1 right now. And in some books, you can even get it longer than that. So why not invest in the Brooklyn Nets? And you know what? If Durant's traded and this whole thing blows up, then so be it. But the latest odds on Durant where he's going to play next year, the Nets were the favorite because, like I said, it's much easier to fire the head coach than to trade a Kevin Durant because you're not going to get back what Kevin Durant is worth. So (laughs) if you believe that Durant plays this year for Brooklyn, which he's probably 80-somewhat percent to do, don't you take a shot at 14 to 1 or 18 to 1 on the Nets? I mean, look, I want no part of this team. I think this team is just this is just a disaster. But I can't deny the numbers here. If for some reason, and that's the gamble, if Durant stays and Kyrie stays and Ben Simmons gets on the floor and they're playing basketball and I got 14 to 1 on this team, I'm going to feel real good about that number come NBA postseason time. I'm Scott Sandberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we will take a look at the Major League Baseball board for Wednesday. We got a couple of day games. We actually got a bunch of day games in action. See if there's any uh, getaway day formulas that we can take a look at as well and see if we can find uh, another play of the day winner as we have just been on a roll since coming back from vacation. 
You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college football. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare football guide is out now start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams including team trends power ratings and over under recommendations Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up for VSIN All Access today and get everything we offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. Subscribe now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Scott Sandberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. As I'm doing a little housekeeping here and updating the records. So prior to the All Star break, let's see. Oh, this is going to be good. Prior to the All Star break, we documented all the records. I tweeted everything out as I was taking a break at, uh, at the Major League Baseball All Star break. Then I went on vacation, and I was coming back uh, August, you know, the last well, July 31st into August 1st. But at the All-Star break, the play of the day record was uh, 61-39-2, which was a, if you go by, and if you went by a one-unit scale, if you bet one unit on all of the games, plus 13.54 units. That was the play of the day record. Well, since we have come back from vacation, there have been 10 days, 10 play of the days. And updating the record of the 10 days, we have gone 8-2 and two for the play of the day. Up 5.24 units in just these 10 days for the play of the day. Adding that to the 61-39-2 record, and we get... 69, 41, and 2 for the play of the day on the season, plus 18.78 units if you are grading on a one-unit scale. Feel pretty good about that. The overall record is, uh, as I have to do a little more housekeeping on this, 
but the overall record was 210-152-10. And, 10. and uh, since we uh, came back from vacation, it's 5, 6, 7, 8, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 wins. And 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 losses. 22 and 12 since we've come back from vacation on the overall card up on the vcin.com daily best bets page. Haven't updated the units yet, but uh, it should be it should be close to maybe three or eh, it should be close to like four or five as I'm looking at, uh, let's see, minus 3.4 one day, but then 2.9, 1.7. Yesterday, we were plus four units. Today, we were plus two and change. So uh, definitely have to update those units, but we were plus 14.11. Again, on a one-unit scale, prior to the All-Star break, I would assume that we're right around, you know, maybe close to that play of the day record, 18. But I'll update that math uh, not on the air live with you guys because that's kind of boring, just me typing stuff into my calculator. Although, I find it fascinating. But let's take a look at the Major League Baseball board here for Wednesday. See if we can identify some spots. The New York Mets will take on the Reds as they look for the three-game sweep of Cincinnati. Starting for the Reds is TJ Zook, who is 0-2 on the year. Um, He last outing was against the Yankees. He went three innings, gave up two runs on or three runs, excuse me, on five hits. Prior to that, a bunch of uh, relief outings. I believe he d- has made um, this season. I don't think he's made really any starts. I think it's all, I guess he has. Um, did he start this game against the Yankees? Let's see. Yes, started this game for the Yankees, but it's more of an opener. He was uh, from Toronto, so acquired from the Blue Jays, so making his first outing here for the Cincinnati Reds, and going for the Mets in this matchup is Taiwan Walker. New York is a massive 320 favorite, so minus 320 for the Mets. If you're looking at a run line bet, interested in that. Uh, Mets, let's see. Uh, Don't see anything posted just yet. Let's update this. Maybe we'll got something here. Minus one and a half, minus 152. Okay. I don't really hate that, to be honest with you. Mets are just rolling right now. Uh, The Rays take on the Brewers. Brandon Woodruff's going to go for Milwaukee against Jeffrey Springs for Tampa. And the Brewers are minus 165. Nationals take on the Cubs. Josiah Gray goes for the Nationals. Justin Steele for the Cubs. Chicago minus 178. Angels and A's in a day game at the Coliseum with Paul Blackburn on the hill. For uh, the A's, so kind of like Paul Blackburn backing him, might want to consider an under, could be some shadows in the uh, equation there, although it is an early start. It's going to be 1237 Pacific time, so I don't know how much shadows are going to be there at the stadium. And uh, Tuki Toussaint, the former Brave, gets the start there for the Angels. No line on that game just yet. Yankees and Mariners, a 110 Pacific time start on Wednesday afternoon. These two teams ended their 13-inning marathon game here on Tuesday night shortly, uh, I guess about 11.30 or so, maybe close to midnight. 
is when they ended, I guess it was like around 11.30, they ended their game. So a quick turnaround for both the Yankees and the Mariners who struggled to score any runs. This was a one nothing game, even with Ghost Runners. Struggling to get hits and will have to battle Nestor Cortez and Robbie Ray. Total is seven and a half. Yankees minus 130. I might consider something, maybe an under or a first five under here, thinking that they'll start slow. Definitely going to have to think about this one. Uh, Giants take on the Padres as Sean Manaya will go against Jacob Junis for the Giants. Padres snapped out of their losing streak, so maybe back them again. They are minus 165. The Phillies absolutely rolling. They have won six straight games, 10 of their last 11 games, and now they will face Sandy Alcantara, the the, uh, overwhelming favorite for the National League Cy Young Award. will take the mound as the Marlins face the Phillies at Citizens Bank. Philly right now minus 130. They have Noah Syndergaard on the hill. Total is 7.5. I might be looking at a first five under here between Alcantara and Syndergaard. Uh, Jose Barrios takes the mound for the Blue Jays against uh, Dean Kramer. And the Orioles have taken two straight games from the Blue Jays. So Toronto looking to avoid a three-game sweep at the hands of the Baltimore Orioles. It is a getaway spot for... Uh, Baltimore, as they have to uh, then go to Boston so for a quick turnaround for a game on Thursday night. So it's not a day game. It is a night game in which Baltimore has to then travel to face Boston on Thursday night, kind of like Toronto here. Braves take on the Red Sox, and it'll be Kyle Wright for Atlanta, Nick Pavetta for Boston, Atlanta minus 140. Guardians at the Tigers. Uh, Looks like it's going to be Aaron Savale for the Guardians against Drew Hutchinson for the Tigers. Cleveland minus 170. White Sox and Royals the day after a doubleheader. Usually I like playing the unders in these games, but with Chris Bubich on the hill for the Royals, not confident in that. Uh, Johnny Cueto goes for the White Sox. Still a total of nine is pretty high. Rangers take on the Astros. Glenn Otto goes for Texas. Justin Verlander for Houston. Verlander can smell the Cy Young Award in the American League. Houston minus 335. That is a heavy line for the Astros in this game. But Justin Verlander has been absolutely incredible. He has allowed just one earned run or fewer in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starts. So um, maybe backing Verlander here. Let's see what the run line is for the Astros. Minus 146 on the minus one and a half run line for Houston. Uh, moving along, Cardinals at the Rockies. Jose Quintana for the Cardinals. Kyle Freeland for the Rockies. St. Louis minus 165. Pirates at the Diamondbacks. Arizona minus 165 with Madison Bumgarner on the hill. Mitch Keller goes for the Pirates. And then the Twins and Dodgers. No line out just yet. Sonny Gray going for Minnesota, though, against Ryan Pepio for the Dodgers. 
I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Jeff Seeley, Golf Handicapper, will join the program. Mike Pereira from uh, NFL on Fox, rules analyst, former head of officiating, will join the program. And Vegas Matty Simo from footballcontest.com. He'll be talking about all the contests here in Vegas and the proxy service that he offers. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. This is VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.